this morning want to look at uh, the Word of God and uh, and I remember some years ago when I was in the in, in the in the Philippines um, in in Luzon somewhere in the uh, towards the north of Luzon there was you know Philippines has been known for typhoon uh, tropical storms and and there was one time that there was a forecast of a typhoon coming our way. It was supposed to be a head-on collision to the region that I was, uh, I was there. So, so, of course, I was concerned. I'd never seen a typhoon before uh, heading uh, my way. Uh, but the forecast kind of uh, said it's not going to be head-on. Right? It's going to kind of uh, swell a little bit too up to the north and just, just not directly hitting the region where I was in. And so, so there was, at least there was a sigh of relief uh, among us, for those of us who are in, that, in, the, in the area, oh, it's not going to be a direct hit. But nonetheless, it is a typhoon strength. You know, if you, if you, if you know that there are different categories of storms uh, in, the, in the Pacific, uh, in Atlantic Ocean, it's called hurricane. Uh, it's huge as well, but in the Pacific Ocean, it's called, normally what we have is like a tropical storm. But it's a typhoon, and there is a super typhoon. Well, not exactly a super typhoon. Uh, so the, the forecast said you're going to hit on the particular day. So that morning I woke up. Hey, the sky was clear. You see, there was nothing. And uh, so I, 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 I woke up, and then uh, there was nothing. There was just carry on with what, uh, what I was I was doing. But towards after lunch. After lunch, when we can still see the sun shining, and suddenly the, the, the sky turned dark. And within minutes, the sky, the sky turned, turned dark. So the next five minutes, the wind started to pick up. And the strength of it was I, like something that I've never seen before. I've seen, you know, I've saw this uh, coconut trees, uh, you know, coconut trees. Uh, it was bent like that. Oh. I have never seen trees bend like that. And then I know why coconut trees uh, were created as what they are, so that they can stand the strength of the storm. It was bent like that, almost, you know, the coconut, the top of the coconut tree almost touching the ground. Never seen anything like that. Still not uprooted. And uh, within five, ten minutes, everybody took uh, shelter. And after that, Wow, I said that was quite a storm. And uh, I, I was uh, asking, you know, uh, the people around that, uh, wow, you must have had this uh, very often. And they were telling me that, that it was scary. What do you mean you're scary? You're Filipinos, you know, you've seen typhoon before. You've seen super typhoon. But it was nothing in this region, it was nothing like what we have seen before. I was surprised. Today we could look at the scriptures and look at storms. We can look at two storms and one piece. In Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to verse 41, it was recorded for us. Uh, let's read together. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, 
let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's come to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you. We open our hearts to you. We pray the Lord that the words that you have been released and given to us in the scriptures, may they come alive to us. May they speak to our situation, Lord. May they accomplish the purpose for which it was sent forth. Today, into our hearts, into our hearers' ear, whether physically present or online. Father, we pray, O oh God, would you speak to us individually, O oh God, into our situation. Would you speak to us as your people, as a church, even as a nation, Lord, that what you want to convey, what you want to, what you want to say to us, what is on your heart for us. We pray for your Holy Spirit to come and guide us and direct us and open our ears to listen, that we may listen intently and carefully. Father, we pray, O oh God, that may you surround us, O oh God, with your presence and we speak in the mighty name of Jesus against any distraction, any voice that comes not from you. In the name of Jesus, be silent, be still. Father, I pray, O oh God, may your people hear your voice today. In Jesus' name, amen. So it was, uh, there was a particular day when Jesus, uh, in the evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go across to the other side. So they were crossing the river, uh, the river, the lake, <laughs> the Sea of Galilee, the Sea of uh, Galilee, right? So, so they, they, they were, it was evening, it was nighttime, they were, they were crossing the lake and suddenly there was a windstorm that arose. It was so terrifying. Now we'll look at this passage before and, uh, you know, those people in the, in the boat with Jesus, they were fishermen growing up in the area. Now, if they, are, they were those fishermen who knew the lake so well, they were intimidated. Can you imagine the, how terrifying the storm must have been? It was out of control, obviously. They were not able to control where they were going. Their environment was against them. The atmosphere was coming against them. They wanted to cross to the other side of the lake, but they were being hindered. They were stuck in the middle of the lake, of the Sea of Galilee, which they knew so well. And they were not heading anywhere. And they were in danger of sinking. That is the time that they cried out to Jesus. They said that, you know, and Jesus, what was Jesus doing? Jesus was sleeping in the stern, in the boat. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke, he rebuilt, Jesus rebuilt the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Now let's fast forward a little bit in, into Mark chapter 5, verse 1 to 4. Right after that, right? Right at the end of um, Mark chapter 4, 
And they were, they were, so they were, they were filled with uh, great fear in Mark chapter 4, verse 41. And say to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him, even nature obey him? And then immediately comes chapter 5 and verse 1. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately they met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with, the sh with shackles and chains. But he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Immediately, it was recorded for us that Jesus and his disciples arrived at a place where there was an, an uncontrollable, demonized man. There was huge de demonic activities in that region. And I believe that the, 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 the windstorm that, is, that, has, that has terrified, intimidated fishermen in, the, in, that, in that region was not something that was natural. It was extraordinary. Why was there such an extraordinary storm? May I suggest to us that it perhaps is connected to the, to the atmosphere, to the spiritual atmosphere of where Jesus was going. Number one. Number two, it is, it is connected for, to the purpose for which Jesus wanted to accomplish. He was heading towards the area, um, uh, you know, the... Uh, 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 the area of uh, Gerasenes, he was there very purposefully. It was recorded for us that when he arrived there, he did the deliverance of this man and then he went off. It was not a holiday trip. It was not a retreat. It was a mission trip. So that that, 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 that nature, the windstorm that comes against the disciples, it is connected with the purpose of Jesus and with the spiritual atmosphere in the area where he was heading to. When we were in a uh, uh, family, we were traveling in, uh, in, 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 in Prague, in Chechnya, we traveled long way up to the north, to the land of uh, Bohemia, right? Uh, we went to see a, a famed a mountain forest area. And before that, uh, we read from the review for those people who have been there and said that it's no, it's no longer beautiful. Uh, it was called Bohemia, Switzerland, but it was not in Switzerland. We didn't go to Switzerland. Uh, it was called Bohemia, Switzerland because... Somebody, a writer, a famed writer was there in the place writing his, uh, his books and, uh, and looked up at the window and said, I thought I was in Switzerland. So that's how they get the name, right? It was nothing like, uh, it was, uh, anyway, there were reviews that says that it is not as beautiful as it should be because all the trees are dying and all the climate change and all the rest of it. So we were there and then we were walking up this, uh, this, uh, this height, it was about, I was told about 10 kilometers uphill, uh, which we did it anyway. And uh, so all the way up, we saw the, oh, there are so many trees that dried up and just fell by the hillside. 
certain part of it, a huge part of it was quite a sorry sight uh, until we reached a higher place. So our, our tour guide was telling us, and so I said, what happened to these trees? So our tour guide was saying that, well, it was not like this before. When the pandemic started hitting Europe, there was, there was, there was, there was, there was, uh, there was a wind of pests, a, a new breed of bugs and pests. They came to this whole forest area and selectively killing the majority of the trees in the forest. I said, what? They said, it was at the start of the pandemic. I said, so, so thing us, uh, our talker, did, did, did the government do anything? Did they give them, you know, like vaccine and things like that? <laughs> Nothing of the sort. You know, they, they, they caught hold of the past, they, they, they did study, they could not contain it. So we just let them eat the trees because we cannot contain it. So we asked uh, him, are the, are the pests still a threat? It is still a threat. It is still eating the trees. And there was nothing, absolutely nothing the scientists could do. To, to stop it. My dear friends, we have talked about the pandemic. We talked much about the, why the pandemic came. We talked much about what the scripture talks about when there is a plague, when there is a disorder in nature. There is a message behind it. When there is a disorder in nature, there is something that has happened in the spiritual realm. And you say, maybe our modern mind says, how can we be so superstitious? Oh, how can we connect things like this? Is it what the Bible says? Look at what the Bible say. Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 5. These are words written for us. I always say that no words, not a single word in the Bible has been recorded in vain. If we believe the word of Bible, the Bible is the word of God that comes off from the mouth of God. Nothing is wasted. Nothing is accidental. The way it was presented to us, it was not just man's idea. It was not just Peter writing style, John writing styles, Paul's writing styles. It was more, it is more than that. It has to be more than that because it is the word of the living God and he still lives today. And he is the holy God whose holiness has never been compromised. Not for a moment. If you look at the world that is that we are living in, you think our holy God is going to close one eye and go to sleep. Then we do not know our God. So what happened in the nature, there is something that is, has happened in the spiritual realm we got to take heed and listen. And that trip, that, what, that one thought was just occupying my, my mind. Has not the Lord spoken clear enough? Today we look at all this, you know, the heat wave. You know, we were in... I mean, I was glad that we were glad that we were away from, uh, from the UK for a period of time and, because that was the, the, the worst hit wave that has hit UK for I don't know how, how many years. Temperature reached 40 degrees Celsius 
Even in Sabah, you don't, you don't normally uh, uh, experience 40 degrees. Huh? 40 degrees Celsius. And we were away, we were in another place. Uh, temperature was still high, 35, 34, but not 40. But climatologists have been talking about, the world has been talking about climate change and all, all this. We're trying to, trying to you know, preserve the trees and all that. Now, all those are necessary steps. May I suggest to us that we've got to deal with the root of the issues. The root of the issue is not because we, are, we, are, we, are, we have been cutting down trees alone. The root of the issues is this because of sin, because of the works of the enemy. We often talk about climate change. I, had a, I, have, a, I, have, a, I have a professor in university, a professor in, uh, in meteorology and climatology. And, and, and even in my days, we talk about climate change. Huh? So he looked at us and said that we got to look at climate. We cannot, com- we cannot look at weather. Huh? Meteorology, that means the study of weather and compare with the study of climate because climate, what, what is being defined, qualified as climate, huh? the data must be collected, useful data, huh? Significant data must be collected over at least a period of 50 years in order to, to ascertain a climatological fact and conclusion. He said that, look, how many years of climatological data that we, we, we have? Useful one. You know, in the 300 years ago, we also collect uh, climatological data, but with much a backward instrument. Our measurement is not as detailed, as not as 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 fine as as we as we as we as we want it to be. So what today scientists have been talking about global warming and all that, it is what they call extrapolation. Extrapol- extrapolation. You draw a graph, your data gives you this much of da- your, your graph. You, you just extend it this way, extend it this way, and you say that this is what's going to happen. The whole world has been harping on climate change. And my professor was telling me that there is no conclusive evidence that can tell us that we're heading this way or that way. Because we simply do not have enough climatological data, meaningful climatological data, so he came up to us with a, with a theory. Now, I, 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 I find his theory, is, his, uh, his, uh, his preposition is quite interesting. It's not because he was my professor. I need to, I need to do what he, write what he said. Otherwise, I cannot pass his exam. He said that, you know, there are evidence, there are geological evidence that show that the earth has gone through some very cold ice age before. Have you watched Ice Age? Children, have you watched Ice Age? One and two? Oh, I love it, love it. Okay. Ice Age. You look at the rock formation, look at the, the, the geological uh, data. It showed us there was a time, there was a time Earth was very, very cold. Now, those of us who are interested in geological data, you go a bit further, there was a time it was very, very hot. What 
caused that extreme heat. A lot of scientists have a lot of theory. This is a theory. Uh. Sorry, this is a hypothesis, not theory yet. This is a hypothesis, preposition, speculation based on some scientific uh, principle. That was a big meteor, you know, the, the, the very, uh, very fiery meteor. They came, the meteor storm, they came and, uh, and, uh, and caused the whole earth to be very hot. So what he was saying is that if you look at the geological evidence, right, there is a time when there was, it was very hot, the time it was very cold. How do you not know that we are swinging now from very cold to very hot? It's just a natural progression. Not because of what we have done. Some of us know that I worked with the meteorological de department before. When I was there in active uh, service, you know, they, we talk about Cloud seeding. Those of us who find it a bit too technical, let me just quickly uh, explain what is cloud seeding. Cloud seeding is that you spread something into the into the cloud, you make the rain come. Huh? Simple as that, right? <laughs> so there is there was there was this scientist. Uh, I think it was he was Thai. Uh, very very uh, quite known, uh, quite known. And uh, Malaysia government employed him. I mean engage his service as a consultant. He came as a consultant. He has a new theory. You know, some of the elements that we, 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 we kind of seed, uh, 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 spray into the atmosphere. You know, they do go up with the aircraft, uh, uh, Royal, Royal Malaysia uh, Airline, uh, uh, Royal Malaysia Air Force to take the, uh, the, you know, the scientists up and then and we're going to spray these particles into the, into the atmosphere so that it creates rain droplets, so it falls. Now, the, 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 in those days, uh, in those days, the conventional method was very expensive because the, the, the conventional seed to seed the cloud contains silver. It's very expensive. So they came up with an alternative that is to, 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 to spray what? Ice pellets. It's, a, it's the same thing. It has the same result. It's much, much cheaper, you know, the ice, ice is made of water, mah, huh? so it's much cheaper. Now, these scientists have a, have a, have a theory. Sometimes you say, you, let's say KK here, wow, this field is real hot, right? You look, at, you look up to the sky, there is no cloud. The atmosphere is so dry. No matter how you see that, rain is not going to come down. Because there's just not enough moisture in the, in the, in the sky, in the, in the atmosphere to create rain, you see. But you look, wow, beyond, uh, beyond the sea somewhere, there is a big crowd because sea, ma, uh, above the sea. So what he says is say that, imagine that this is the crowd, huge rain crowd, but it's, it's pouring over the sea, but we want them to pour over the land. So what he, what he came up with the theory, he said that you go up over KK, you, you spray ice pellets, you cool down the atmosphere. Ay, scientific Lessons are all. But you know, when the air is cool, what will happen? It's string, right? Uh, it's strings. When it's strings, 
This is how much air is it? If you cool this area over KK, it strings. What one one is string? What will happen? It will pull the cloud in. Make sense or not? Make sense, right? You're wrong. That's what everybody thought. <laughs> the scientists thought that, so they actually did that. You know, over Klang Valley. A lot of rain crop over the Strait of Malacca. So they did that, spray tons and tons of ice pellets. Pop, 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 pop. Cool the air, cool the air. The rain cloud did not even move. Sometimes men think that nature we can control. So my colleague and I were talking about, we were in KK, no? they were talking about, who, they, who do they think they are? Gods? Theory-wise, it works perfectly well. The rain cloud did not even move. The atmosphere is too big. Nature is too big for men to manipulate. We need to be humbled and to say, addressing the issue of climate change, we need to come to the Lord and repent of our sins. When there is there is spiritual atmosphere, demonic, demonic activities is happening, nature is affected. We heard about stories about when revival comes to the land, how nature has been, has been restored, right? In this church, in the, those of us who are following power station, I share with us this place called Amalonka. Remember that when, when, when there's a spiritual, the spiritual atmosphere changed, nature changed. It is either changed for the better or changed for the worse. It is a principle the enemies, the storm outside. We talk about two storms. We talk about the storm in the, in, the, in the lake. The storm outside. As I mentioned, that there is, there is connected to the spiritual atmosphere, to the condition of, uh, of, the, of, of the place where Jesus was going and also for the, of the purpose of his mission. The storm outside is an indication perhaps sometimes of the enemy's intent to torment, destroy men and works against God's purpose and will. When our atmosphere becomes hostile towards us, our the nature becomes hostile towards us, let us, let us be aware. Let us be aware that, that the enemy is working against us. I'm not saying that, I'm not, I'm not, I know, it is, it is not like, uh, what I'm trying to say is this, that it is not just merely sounding like a superstitious thought. Right? Um, therefore, it is not something that we look at. Whenever things go bad around me, that there must be some, you know, uh, the feng shui is not good and things like that. But the Bible tells us that when, the, the, when, when nature comes against us, when there's a plague, when the famine, there's pestilence, it is something that man has done in the first place that allowed this thing to come. 
Often we say, we ask the Lord, Lord, pandemic comes. Why did you allow it? Do you know that the Lord may be saying to us, if you have not heard it, I didn't allow it, you let it in. I didn't allow it, you let it in. In the reason, you know, the school, um, uh, shooting in schools, in one of the elementary schools in, in, in America, which state was it in? Oregon, is it which, which state? Anyway, you know, you know what I'm talking about. There, was, there were young children, children below 12 years old was killed. There were 19 of them all together. And, 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 and the whole school was in shock. And they were trying to figure out, make sense out of it. And, and the school found out, you know, find a way that to allow the students to express themselves. So they put up a notice board in which they put all this, uh, all this, uh, 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 this uh, gift opportunity to students to write notes, uh, to express the emotion. So one of, obviously his little girl, wrote this letter. He said, Dear God, where were you when my friends was being killed? Signed, a little girl. The next day, there was a reply to this. Oh, wow, very fast. Huh? <laughs> there was a reply to this note. Dear little girl, I was, I wanted to come. I'm always here. But it is the school who kept me out. Sign, God. It created a big hoo-ha. And they were thinking that whether this project should go on or not. What does it mean? More than 30 years ago, America, in many states, has passed a law that there shall not be any prayer said to God in public schools. Wanting to be politically correct, respecting all religion. No Christian prayers. It is a law in many states. I'm not sure, sure it is all states. I think it's all states now in America. Whether Christian school or no Christian school, Christian prayers are not to be said in school. And sometimes we ask, God, where are you? And God said, I was kept out, man. I was not welcome, I was not wanted. Sin and darkness creates an atmosphere which oppresses, torments, threatens, intimidates and destroys peoples and nations. Today, if you face storms on the outside, we see nature change, we see climate change. We look at around us and say that, well, I mean, obviously, obviously, you cut down trees, it become hotter. But why do people cut, up, cut down trees? Because of, uh, you know, because of wanting profit, uh, uh, greed and all that, driven by all that. Isn't it a sin? Isn't it a sin that has, that, has, that has caused this? Now, why do people cut up trees, cut down trees, or cut down trees in development uh, Developing nations because no food to eat. Wall. You don't cut down trees and sell timbers, make on money. Why is that that developing nation has no has not enough food? 
Because the developed nation has been exploiting the developing nations. Isn't it sin? We want to deal with the issues of cutting down trees. We, need to, we have a lot of repenting to do. Nations have a lot of repenting to, to do. If you've been to Europe, you find that the finest furniture made out of hardwood, woods that come from Asia, tropical lands in the Amazon, they make beautiful furniture. Who started to cut down trees in the first place? It is not just men, it is greed, it is sin that cut down trees. It is not men that cut down trees, it is sin that cut down trees. It is greed, selfishness, exploitation, and all the rest of it. If we don't deal with that, the trees will continue to die. Sin is contagious, it does not stop. It comes in different form. It works through the agent of men. It works through agents of pets, bugs, like those that are eating the trees in Bohemia. It is terrible. It is terrible. Sin created, creates very unfavorable political, economical, commerce, business environment. Don't you agree? Then when we pray for the nation, the storm, the political storms, the economic storms, ring is falling, not like falling star, thank God, but like a rolling stone down the hill. When can we stop it? Isn't it a storm that is coming our way? A storm that we have never seen before. I, I kept looking, news flash. Singapore dollars hit new high against Ringgit. The next week, new high. Huh? How high do you want to go? Oh? There are many reasons, I'm not going to talk about that, uh, why Sing dollar is going up. But the fact of the matter is that Ringgit is falling <laughs> against all major currency. Ringgit has, in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, uh, has been traditionally, though it's become less now, uh, according to my banker, dependent on uh, the price of petroleum oil. Petroleum has hit high, a ridiculous high for whatever reason. Ringgit has not hit very high. So it is a storm, my dear friends. Food prices is going up like crazy. The cost of sending our children overseas to study is going up like crazy. Isn't it a storm coming? If not, it is already here. Does it cause unrest in our heart? It does. If we say that we're immune to it, we probably are not very much alive. Sin and darkness create the atmosphere to come against us. The enemy will use this to come against us. The land is against us. When we see pets that come from the land, it's nature. What do we need to do? We need to raise our prayers. We need to raise our prayers. 
we need to address the root of the issue. We need to do something. Yes, we need to tighten our belts. We need to learn how to manage our money well. And all that, absolutely necessary. But we need to address the issue. When the storm arose in the lake, how was the storm quelled? How was it being still? It was the word of Jesus that say, peace, be still. It was the word of the living God. It was the word of the Son of God that came out from his mouth. The disciples observed it very well. Who is this then that even the nature obeys him? He is the creator. Today you and I have the words of the creator with us. We have the, we have the tool and instruments or, or rather tools uh, and weapons designed by the creator for us to pray and to speak the words to nature, to our atmosphere, to anything that comes against God's purpose and God's people. We can do that. And have we been doing it? We ought to be doing it. Yesterday, I encouraged those of us who are joining, those of us who joined the uh, diocesan uh, prayer meeting. Sometimes prayer meetings can be very boring, especially with three language, uh, three language prayers. Uh, you listen to the prayer points three times. Those of us who understand three languages, how uh, cool. Those of us who understand three languages find it very difficult, very boring. Oh. Because listen to the prayer points three times. Those of us who are leading prayers in three languages are also very boring. I need to repeat the prayer point three times. But boring or not boring, are we desperate? Do we see the storm? Are you in the storm? If you and I are in the storm, pray, speak. If it's nature that is against us, Jesus, whose word caused nature to obey him, speak those words. If it's an enemy who comes against you, in your health, in your finances, in your business, in your education, in whatever storm on the outside, speak the words of Jesus. Receive a revelation from the Lord. Pray and ask, Lord, how should, we, how should I pray? Not whether should I pray or not. How should I pray? Not whether should I pray or not? How long should I pray? That should be our attitude. Because the storm outside, in all this that I'm talking about here, perhaps it's just a, just a glimpse of what you and I are faced with, can only be quelled by the word of the living God, by the revelational, revelational truth. When we speak it, when we pray it, when we resist it, and it shall be done. Pray for a revelation to come. If you have not done so, I encourage you to do so. If you'd like some help, come and join us for, uh, for, uh, uh, on, uh, on Tuesday for, uh, for Power Station. You can join us online if you wish to, but uh, being present here is, uh, is uh, more beneficial. There is not a storm. There is a storm within 
The disciples were intimidated by the storm outside. They were fishermen who knew the lake so well. But perhaps in our context, we could be financiers who know our financial system so well. We could be businessmen who, knew, who know the work of doing business so well. We could be managers who know our, our sector, our profession so well. But there is a storm that comes up that is out of our expectation. There were things that were happening in our most familiar sphere of life that was intimidating, that is intimidating to us. It turned us a bit off balance. So, did, so were the disciples. They were intimidated by the storm outside. So they say, in Mark chapter 4, verse 38, but he was in the stern, Jesus was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are dying? We are perishing. My dear friends, this, are, this must be a terrible, terrible storm that can create such fear in this, in this, in this, in this, in, in this man. May I suggest to us that this, this is not simply a fear that is being intimidated, that is being, uh, 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 that is being instilled by the environment, something more revealing. They say, teach you not care that we are perished. Don't you care? Have you asked a question before when we're faced with so many challenges? Oh God, where are you? When we ask the question, God, where are you? We are simply saying, God, don't, don't you care? Don't you see that I'm dying? Don't you see that I'm drowning, I'm perishing? Don't you see that I'm so much in pain? You know what else in this story that we observe? Where was Jesus at, at the time? Let me, let me just go a quick one. Why were, what, why were they so afraid? What was that, that, that one thing that they're afraid of? Huh? Don't you care? Perishing. Huh? Perish, ah. Die, ah. What kind of death did they were afraid of? Ah. Oh. The, the, the ship capsized, sink, capsized. Right? Where was Jesus at the time? Sleeping. Where? In the same boat. They, they, they failed to see that Jesus was in the same boat with them. When you and I think that we are perishing, we are dying on the inside, today I feel that the Lord speaks these words to all of us that I'm in the same boat with you. I'm here with you. If that boat's capsized, Jesus will have drowned as well. Of course, at the time, they didn't know that Jesus could walk on water. Lah. But the thing is this, that Jesus was right there with them in the same boat. And they said, don't you care? And, uh, and, uh, and sometimes we, we use this phrase, right? right? Uh, uh, we are in the same boat. Isn't it? We use the English phrase, we're in the same boat. We're in the same trouble together. And Jesus was actually sleeping on the stern. The word sleeping on the stern tells us this truth, relay this truth to us that he was in the same boat with the disciples. And the disciples said, don't you care if we perish? 
if Jesus was Cantonese, uh, he probably would say more gao cho. Jesus was Cantonese, he are you serious? Really? <laughs> what did Jesus do? Uh, did Jesus woke up? La? <laughs> Spoke to the some peace, be still. And what did he say to his disciples? And he said to his disciples, after he rebuilt the storm, he said to the sea, peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? The issue with the disciples was the issue of trust. A lot of us, sometimes we are faced with difficulties, challenges, pain, struggles, a lot of the time, it's not because we do not believe that there is a God who loves us. It's not because that we do not believe that there is a, uh, there's a God who is powerful enough to save us. If not, it's not because that we don't believe that there is a God who is with us. All these are the only secondary. The issue is trust. Do you trust that this God who is powerful enough to save who is present with us, who is real, will actually save us. That was the issue. That was the root cause of the storm within the heart of the disciples. Can he save us even though he has the same boat with us? My, my dear friends, The storm on the outside, we can, we can run away from. The storm on the inside, we carry them with us wherever we go. It doesn't leave us until we come to Jesus and say to Jesus, I trust in you. Unless we come to Jesus and say, speak those peace in my heart. Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Perhaps this is the words that the Lord is speaking to us. Whatever storm that is that you're faced with on the outside, whatever storm that you're faced with on the inside, there's only one peace. That is from the Prince of Peace. That is from the Prince of Shalom. There's only one Shalom that can steal the storm on the outside and the storm on the inside. To steal the storm on the inside we must exercise authority in the name of the Prince of Peace. We must receive a revelation from the Prince of Peace and how to speak to the storm, to the challenges that come from the outside and to quell those storms. The storm on the inside, we must welcome the Prince of Peace into our heart. Let us, let us spend this time to, to respond to the Lord and ask the, uh, the worship team to come and sing this song uh, for us. Let us take in the peace. The storm that is inside us. We need Jesus. We need the peace that Jesus proclaimed. Speak out. Let us take that in. Let us pray.
Father, the storms on the outside and the storm on the inside, there's only one solution and his name is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. The peace that comes forth from his mouth, from his presence, is, is surpassing all human understanding. It's beyond our imaginations. We try to make sense out of it. It doesn't make sense. That is supernatural peace. Father, today we come to you. We pray the Lord. The Lord, when, when, when there is, our mind is like a battlefield. When we are overcome by fear. When we are intimidated by the storm on the outside. When we look at our job situation. Look at our business involvement. Look at our future. Perhaps some of us look at the health. Look at our health. Look at our families. All this is wearing down on us perhaps. More than just weighing down. It is more like a storm. It came out from nowhere. It causes us to feel that we are out of control. We are hopeless and helpless. Though there may be another storm on the inside, we come to church, we listen to stories, we listen to testimony, we read the word, we hear the preaching, we may even hear your voice speaking to us, we may even have your presence with us when we worship you. But in our heart, there could be another storm that caused by the issues of trust. Lord, do you not care if I'm perishing? Surely he cares. Surely he cares. He bore our sins. He carried with him the consequences of sins. He took his, our pain on himself. He can be right there. He is right there where our pain, our struggle, our, our suffering is. He is not far from you, my dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. He is not far from you. Allow him, invite Jesus and say, Jesus, speak peace to me.